Well, hello there, and welcome to Ask Allie, your go-to source of some amazing life advice with a metaphysical twist. I'm Allie, the host of the longest-running spiritual podcast on Apple Podcasts. Since 2005, I've been helping people just like you navigate the mystical world of self-discovery, spiritual growth, and exploration. Today is Monday, February 19th, 2024, and I'm so excited you're tuning in to give me a listen. If you love this episode and want to learn more, please head over to outofbodyecstasy.com. You'll find many resources and information there, including how to book a reading with me. And don't forget, if you're feeling extra generous, please give this episode a five-star rating, leave a review, and share it with three friends. Together, we can create a community of like-minded spiritual individuals working toward creating a better life for ourselves and others. We are in season 19. This is episode number six. How y'all doing? <laughs> February is, gosh, it's real close to being over. We've got, what, 10 days? Because this is leap year, so we have an extra day there at the end. 10 days, and we're into March already. Or 11 days, really. It just amazes me how much time flies. <laughs> and I want to remind you, menopausal women, or maybe postpartum, or if you're trying to conceive and you have a low libido, please head over to thepassionzone.com so I can help you out there. All right, let us go on with the magical item of the week. And this week we have the apple, which is an herb. The gender it represents is feminine, the planet of Venus, the element of water. The magical powers it helps with is love, healing, garden magic, and immortality. Now, August 13th was Diana's festival in Greece and Venus in Rome. And on this day, a ritual meal was prepared, part of the part of which consisted of apples still hanging on their um, branches. Wiccan altars are often piled high with apples on salmon, I can never say that, Halloween, for the apples considered to be one of the foods of the day. Truth for a reason, apples are sometimes known as the Feast of Apples. The apple is a symbol of immortality. A branch of the apple, which bore buds, flower, and fully ripened fruit, was kind of a magical charm which enabled its possessor to enter into the land of the gods, the underworld, and Celtic mythology. In the old English ballad, Thomas the Remar, the fairy queen warns Thomas against eating any of the apples and pears which hung in her garden, for to eat the food of the dead ensures there will be no return to the world for the living. In some Wiccan traditions, the apple is a symbol of the soul, and so they are buried on uh, Halloween, because I can't say the real word, so that those who will be reborn in the spring will have food during the cold winter months. Now, magical uses. The apple has long been used in spells of love. The blossoms are added to love sachets, brews, and incenses, and they are infused in melted pink wax, then strained out to make candles suitable for burning for attracting love. A simple apple love spell consists of cutting an apple in half, sharing it with your loved one. This ensures that you will be happy together. A similar spell directs you to hold an apple in your hands until warm, and then give it to your intended. If he or she eats it, your love will be returned. Apples are also used in love divinations, 
which were also so popular among unmarried women in Europe for many centuries. Simply cut an apple in two and count the number of seeds. If they are even, marriage will soon occur. If one of the seeds is cut, it may be a stormy relationship. If two are cut, widowhood is foretold. However, if an uneven number of seeds are found, the woman will remain unmarried in the near future. Now we have one last apple love spell. Take an apple before it falls from the tree and write upon it with a sharp knife the following. A-L-E-O plus D-E-L-E-O plus D-E-L-A-T-O. Now, I said plus, I'm using the plus signs, like in um, mathematics. As you do this, say the following words. I, con I conjure thee, apple, by these names which are written on thee, that what woman or man toucheth and tasteth thee may love me and burn in my love as fire melteth wax. Then you give the apple to whom you will, but be warned, for this, much like love magic, borders on manipulation. For healing, cut an apple into three pieces. Rub each, app, each piece on the affected part of the body and then bury them. Do this toward the waning of the moon to banish illnesses. To ensure you do not contract a fever, eat an apple. If you are a gardener, pour cider into freshly turned earth to give it life just before planting. Also, pour liberations on roots just before tree rituals. And if you grow apples, bury 13 leaves of an apple tree after harvest to ensure a good crop of apples next year. The Norse, as well as many other people, ate apples to gain immortality through wisdom, and the wood of the apple tree can be made into charms for longevity. Apple wood also makes excellent magical wands, especially suited to emotional magic, as well as love rites. Using apple cider in the place of blood, where it is called for in the old recipes. Apples can be fashioned into puppets or magical figures for use in spells, or images can be carved from the wood itself. Before eating any apple, rub it to remove any demons or evil spirits which might be hiding inside. Because really, you can't be too careful. Finally, unicorns live beneath apple trees, as well as those of the ash tree. And so if you know of an apple orchard, quietly go there on a misty day. You may see a single horn, braised and horse-like animal, quietly munching sweet, magical apples. <laughs> and that was a lot there for the apple, wasn't it? Now, moving forward, we're going to talk about the magical, uh, not the magical item, we just did that. The Oracle Card Overview for the week of February 19th, 2024. And we're using the card, the Gateway Oracle Cards by Denise Lynn. It's got a wonderful movie in the background as I'm doing this. I have Aquaman on. And uh, Atlantis, which I deeply love. I would love to see in my lifetime. Maybe not this lifetime, but a lifetime. <laughs> so let's see what this week brings. I know when I um, drew the energy for the week, it's, it's kind of dicey. But I'm curious to see what the cards say, what kind of week we're going to have. All right. 
Now, if you want to see a picture of the cards I'm about to draw, please visit this episode's post on outofbodyecstasy.com. All right? All right, so let's draw three cards, shall we? We have one, two, and of course, number three. All right, so let's see where we're at here. Oh, interesting. <laughs> the first card we have, which is for today, Monday, and Tuesday, is launching your journey. I am an intrepid traveler sailing forth into the universe. So whatever, it doesn't have to be an actual journey, like you're going on holiday or vacation or anything like that. It is uh, a journey into something, you know, some some new um, project, adventure, new relationship, a new home, a new way of being, a new belief, a new business. Anything like that can mean launching your journey. So that's a very good card for Monday and Tuesday. Don't uh, don't just sit around and do nothing. Be active those two days. Then we have Wednesday and Thursday, which is all about flying free. I unfurl my wings and fly. And this means working on your journey. You know, don't doubt yourself. Be open. Allow yourself and your imagination and uh, your mind and your beliefs to take you to places you wish to be. And then work towards those goals. All right. And then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we have communicating freely. I communicate from the depths of my being. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is a good time to have a conversation with somebody. Whether it is a long put off conversation that you've been dreading to have. Or maybe it's a conversation to, I don't know, find a business partner, find a new love. Conversations of all kinds are good on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So to repeat, we have launching your journey on Monday and Tuesday. So don't, don't be idle. On Wednesday and Thursday, we have flying free. So, you know, get out there and, and do things, you know, allow your imagination, your, your brain, your your oomph, the fly. And then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is all about communicating freely. Allow yourself to communicate. Have those conversations. Whatever those conversations may be, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is a good time to have them. Okay? All right. So let us move forward to now the topic of the week. And we have a full moon um, coming up this Friday. It is, I believe, the full moon in Virgo this Friday the 24th. So we're talking about harnessing the power of full moon rituals. Okay. The full moon, it's always been, it's really always been a symbol of mystery and magic, hasn't it? Um, when the full moon's out, it seems like the veil between the worlds is thin and our intuition is heightened. It's also a moment each month where we can tap into the lunar energy to release what no longer serves us and to set our intentions for the coming cycle. The full moon, it's just a bright beacon, isn't it? You know, it kind of reminds us of the silical, the round <laughs> nature of life, of energy. You know, everything, everything has a season. What is little grows, it gets full, and then it diminishes again until a new one comes around, right? So it's a perfect time to let go of the old and make room for the new. So how can you harness this powerful energy? I don't know. Let's find out, shall we? 
first of all, creating a sacred space to do this is also good. I, I think everyone should have a sacred space for for just, you know, for just being, for, you know, allowing yourself to be you. Um, up, um, a sacred space can be a quiet spot where you won't be disturbed. It can be indoors. It can be outdoors. Wherever you feel a strong connection to the earth and sky. You can light some candles, um, make sure they're in a safe spot and you don't um, leave them lit. They can be any color you want. Good ones are, of course, white and yellow and orange because they attract things to you. Um, You can burn some incense or maybe a bay leaf. You can diffuse some essential oils to clean out the space. You know, uh, frankincense, essential oil or an incense. Cleanse the space and invite positive energy. Next, step two, you can reflect and write. Reflection, well, that's a pretty powerful tool under the full moon. Take a journal and write down what you wish to release. This could be negative emotions, limiting beliefs, or situations that no longer contribute to your growth. Now, you got to be honest with yourself. This act of writing is a form of release, preparing you to let go. And we hold on to things, don't we? We don't like to let go. But there, there is a time and a place to let go of things that no longer serve you, right? Step three, a ritual of release. With your list prepared of what you want to let go, it's time to release these energies back to the universe. You might burn the paper safely in a fireproof container, uh, something like glass or ceramic, never ever metal, okay? Letting the smoke carry away your burdens. Or you could tear it up and bury it, symbolizing the burial of the past. No matter what you do, imagine your troubles dissolving, leaving your spirit light and ready to receive. And of course, I have to note, if you are burning the paper, please do not leave it unattended. Setting of intentions. Now Now the space is cleared, set your intentions for the upcoming month. What do you wish to attract? What goals do you have? Write these down with clarity and purpose, focusing on the positive outcomes and how they will feel. So as you're writing down, um, finished writing my book, for instance, finish writing my book, write it down and then note your feelings. How does your body feel? How do your emotions feel? Okay. Last step is a gratitude closing. You end your ritual by expressing gratitude. Thank the moon, the universe, and yourself for participating in the sacred exchange. Gratitude amplifies the positive energy you're attracting and seals your intentions. So remember, the full moon can be a powerful ally in your journey, illuminating your paths and guiding you toward inner peace and fulfillment. By engaging in full moon rituals, you're not just participating in an ancient practice, you're connecting with the deeper parts of yourself and with the universe. So I want to thank you for hanging out with me here at Ask Alley today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you liked what you heard, please take a moment and rate and review the episode. The more people who listen equals the more people I can help have their aha moments. And speaking of helping others, remember to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Wisdom for even more tips, tricks, and inspiration. And last, but certainly not least, if no one's told you today, let me be the first to say it. 
You are fabulous. Take care of yourself and have a magical week. I'll catch you next time.